Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Amud HaMesachas Brachas is Nun Dalid Amud Beis 54V. As is Hashem, we're starting at Avne Al Gavish, which is about eight lines from the top of Nun Dalid Amud Beis. And we're going to have three sections in today's learning. The first section, we're going to finish off the discussion from yesterday. The eight items that when you see them, you're supposed to give Shevach to Hashem for the miracles that happened to us there. We'll see the last four through eight today. We'll go through those. The second section we'll deal with today is going to be four people who need to um, give Shevach to Hashem because of salvation that they experienced. We'll see what that is as well. And the final section, which will really lead us till tomorrow, till tomorrow, is certain people that are considered in a dangerous situation, specifically from Mazikin, that need extra protection to go along with other people. So we begin, Avnel Gavish, about eight lines from the top of the page, eight, ten lines from the top of the page, and we had a brysa yesterday that listed eight items that when we see them, since miracles happened in those places, we're supposed to say a shevach, a praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, upon seeing and experiencing those things. So we discussed the first three and explained them yesterday. Now we'll continue on with the fourth, and we'll go through the remaining till number eight. So Avnel Gavish, now this is a bit vague. Avnel Gavish, we said, specifically the Brisa actually elaborated on this. Avnel Gavish, the full Lashon was, yesterday on Amud Aleph, Nandalad Amud Aleph, the Lashon was, Avnel Gavish, Bemeirad Beis Charon. We said, the stones of El Gavish in the descent of Beis Charon. So what is this referring to? What stones are we referring to that when we see them, we make a bracha, we thank Hashem. So my Avni al Gavish, what is this referring to? So Tana, the Brayse says as follows. Avanim she'amdu al Gav Ish. It's an acronym. Al Gavish means al Gav Ish. Stones that stood in the heavens because of someone called Ish. Viyardu al Gav Ish. And ultimately they also descended because of someone else called Ish. Now what is this referring to? They stood in the heavens and they stopped motionless because of a person called Ish. Zemosha. This refers to Moshe Rabbeinu. We know the Pasuk tells us about Moshe. Moshe was the most humble of all people. So we know Moshe is called Ish. Now what does it mean it stayed in the heavens because of him? It says, after Makas Barad, Moshe Rabbeinu of Hail and Mitzrayim, he davened that it should go away. And the Pasuk says, The sounds stopped, the noises. And the hail and rains did not descend to the earth. Which means, as Rashi explains, the hail remained motionless in place when Moshe davened, and it didn't descend to the earth, these hailstones that were coming down during Makas Barad. Now, they stayed there until, as we continue, Yardu al-Gav Ish. They also descended, actually to protect and help the Jewish people, because of another fellow called Ish, Ze Yehoshua. This refers to Yehoshua. Where do we know Yeshua is called Ish? The Chsev, as the Pasuk says, Kach Yeshua bin Nun, take for yourself, meaning as, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands Moshe, take for yourself Yeshua bin Nun, Ish Asher Ruach, by the man who has the spirit in him. So he's referred to as Ish as well. Where did these stones, these hailstones, descend because of Yeshua? 
Ksiv, like the Pasuk says, say for Yeshua, when Yeshua enters Eretz Yisrael and fighting against the Amori, the Pasuk says, Yisrael. The Amori were fleeing from the Jewish people. They were in the descent of Beis Choron, as alluded to in the Brisa. And Hashem threw on those uh, seven nations, those Amori that were running away from the Jewish people, the Jews were fighting against, these great stones. What were those great stones referring to? The stones that had been motionless in the heavens after Barad when Moshe Davin, they shouldn't descend anymore. Now they fell down to fight on behalf of the Jewish people. And those stones, if you see those stones, you should make a bracha of Shevach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Continues the Gemara, the fifth item in the Brisa was Evan Shabikesh Oig Melachabash and Lizrak al Yisrael, the stone that Og Melachabash wanted to throw on the Jewish people and destroy them. So, Gemara Gemirila, we have a tradition about this story. What is it? Fascinating event. Omar, Oig Melachabashan. So, Oig was an uh, enemy of the Jews, and as they were approaching Eretz Yisrael, he wanted to destroy them. And the, pus, the Gemara tells us the following story happened. Og said, Machane Yisrael Kamahave. How much is Machane Yisrael? What is its distance? Tell us a Parsi. So it's three Parsa, which is a certain distance. Ezel ve'iyak ertura bar tlasa parsi. So Og was a very, very powerful giant. And he said, I'll uproot a mountain that's three parsa big. Ve'ishti alayu v'aktalinu. I'll throw it on the entire Jewish nation and I'll destroy them in one swoop. He went and he uprooted such a sized mountain. He put it over his head to throw at and destroy the Jewish people. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't let this happen. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought on Og Kamtsi, ants, Vinikvuha, and they pierced this mountain, causing it vinochis bitzavare to not to fall below onto the neck of Oig Melachabashan. So now Oig is wearing this like a helmet, and he couldn't get it off. Have He wanted to remove it. caused his teeth to extend in both directions, locking this mountain over his head, and he wasn't able to remove it. And that's what it means in Tehillim when it says, literally means, the teeth of the wicked you smashed. What's the pshat? Shibarta doesn't mean smash. It can mean extended. You extended the teeth of the wicked, i.e., you caused Oig's teeth to go into this mountain, and thus he wasn't able to remove it. And then it gave Moshe an ability to attack Og. Moshe Kamahava, we know how tall was Moshe Rabbeinu. Eser Amos, he was 10 Amos tall. Shokil Nargabar Eser Amin, he took an axe that was 10 Amos tall. Shavar Eser Amin, he jumped 10 Amos high. Umachia Bekarsule, and despite that, he was only able to strike Oig, Nandalamurbeis, on his ankle. Vikatli, he ended up killing him. Now, it's not clear from the story, did he kill him because he fell? Thus he died, or somehow from this blow on his ankle, he was able to kill him. But either way, this was the miracle. So when you see this rock or this stone that Og Melchabashin tried to throw on the Jewish people, you make also a bracha of Shevach. We're holding about, about halfway down the page. Let's move on to the sixth item now in the list. The Evan Shiyashav Moshe. We just had this recently in, in the Torah. The, the stone that Moshe Rabbeinu sat. What is this referring to? The Pasuk tells us, 
We know when the Jewish people were fighting against Amalek, it says Moshe's hands were heavy. It's It says when he would lift his hands, they would succeed. And when he would lower them, they would fail against Amalek. So it says his hands were heavy. So the other ones there. I believe it was Aaron and Chor, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They took a stone and they put it under under him. And he sat on it. The Gemara in Tainus deduces from this that when the Tzibur is suffering, you're supposed to suffer along with them. He didn't sit on a cushion or a pillow. He sat on a stone. But there was a miraculous situation and the Jews were able to triumph over Amalek. And uh, that's why when we see this stone, we also give Shevach to Hashem. And the seventh item in the list was the wife of Light. We know what happened was when Light and his family were saved, they weren't given permission to gaze backwards because Be'etzem, they didn't have their own schuyos to be saved. Shinemar and the Pasuk tells us that his wife turned behind them and she turned into a pillar of salt. We know that Rashi brings down why it was salt specifically, but when you see that pillar of salt, so you give a shevach to HaKadosh Baruch and we'll see in the Gemara, the Gemara will challenge us in a minute. And finally, the eighth item in the list was the walls of Yericha that were absorbed into the ground. We know when the Jewish people crossed into Eretz Yisrael, the first city that they fought against was Yericha, which was a heavily fortified city, and HaKadosh Baruch made a miracle. They went around for seven days. The seventh day, the walls of Yericha became absorbed into the ground. They were able to conquer the city. Like it says, The wall fell under it. So the Gemara says, wait a second, let's analyze this brisa for a second. All of these things are nisim, and it makes sense. We give shevach to Hashem because they're miracles that benefited the Jews. The case of that's a punishment. Why would we say a brach of shevach over a punishment? That's a difficult thing to understand. So the Gemara answers in Chinami. When we see that, the Bryce meant, there you wouldn't say the bracha of Shevach, of seeing a place that a miracle happened for the Jews, but you'd say, Baruch Daina Emes, the bracha we make over a punishment. So the Gemara says, but I understand. The Bryce said we say, which implies we say something positive. So the Gemara says, in that seventh case in the Bryce, you have to amend it a little bit. Really what it means to say is like this, Tani, alayt ve'al ishtoy. It's referring to two different brachas that you'll make when you see this. Mevarchim shtay, when you make two brachas. Al ishtoy, when you see the pillar of salt referring to his wife, oymer baruch ta'ina emes. Then at enichinami you're going to say, blessed is the truthful judge, referring to a negative re- occurrence. Ve'alayt oymer, but if you see the place that light escaped, you would say, baruch zoycher etzat tzadikim, blessed Hashem, he remembers the righteous. Now who's the righteous that he remembered? Avram Avinu, not light. Now as you go through the story, you go through the story there, you might think it's actually light. No, Baruch Zaycher Asat Sadikim, and that's Taka Shevach. So that's why it's included in that Brisa. Um, on this note, Rabbi Yechanan commented, even at the time of the anger of Hashem, Zaycher Asat Sadikim, he remembers the righteous Shinamar, like it says in the Pasuk, Akikar. When Hashem was destroying the city with a plane, uh, meaning the, the, the cities were on top of a, of a, of a slab of rock, Hashem remembered Avraham, and so he allowed light to escape in the schus of Avraham Avinu, even though he was destroying the rest of the city. Now, the eighth item in that list, we said the, the walls of Yerichai that were swallowed into the ground. The Gemara says, if you look at the Psukim, they were not swallowed into the ground. It's 
Right. The chemas yericha nivla, or was it swallowed into the ground? Vahanafla, really it collapsed. Shenamar, like it says, the nation heard the sound of the shaifar, they lifted up a great noise, and the wall collapsed under itself. That wasn't absorbed into the ground, it collapsed. So the Gemara answers, what happened was like this, the wall of Yerichai, the width and the height were the same measure. It was like a square. This was a heavy fortified wall. For it to just fall would mean to just basically roll over. There the miracle wouldn't be so significant and the ability to get in wouldn't be felt. Be so what needed to happen was it had to be absorbed in order to create the miracle as it was. Kivan de Pusya Veroma, since the width and the height of the wall, Kiadadinu were the same. Therefore, it was absorbed into the ground, allowing for the Jewish people to get in and highlighting the miracle. Moving out to the next section now. The Gemara tells us now a very famous Memra. We have this in uh, Gemara Rosh Hashanah also, actually. It highlights this as well. And we have halacha that applies to this. Amr of Yudah Marav. Four people who experience the salvation of Hashem need to give thanks. What's that famous? Yordayayam, the first one, is somebody that descends by the sea. They travel in the ocean. Number two, Hol he travels through a desert. Number three, Misha Yechoylev in Estrapev, somebody was sick and he was healed. Number four, he was locked in prison and he, and he went out. He, he was let out of prison. So these four people, because they experienced the salvation of Hashem from a difficult situation, they need to give Shevach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're holding... Uh, the last middle line on the page. So the Gemara says, what are the Mekairas, these four people? By the way, these are general categories, L'chaira. It means you could have similar type things mm -hmm. that would also have to give Shevach. So where do we find a reference to these four categories? They have to give Shevach to Hashem. Thank Hashem for saving them from a difficult situation. So the Gemara says as follows. They're all going to be alluded to in Tehillim Kovzayin. Tehillim Kovzayin, the Gemara actually Rosh quotes this as well. It alludes to these four types of salvations you have to give Shevach. So let's go through them in Tehillim Kovzayin. They're all in that in, in Tillam 107. Where do we know that if he descends into the ocean, the seas, if he travels by sea, he has to give Shevach. The Chsiv is the Pasuk in Tillam Kovzayin says, Somebody that goes into the sea by, with boats. They saw the wonders of Hashem, and they said, and the Pasuk continues and says, and a uh, a tempest, a, a great wind of Akarish Baruch, a, a, a great powerful wind that came, uh, stood up, and it brought the heavens up, and it brought them down to the depths, meaning it it uh, tossed the ship of the people that were there. And furthermore, the Pasuk in Kov Zion there says, they reeled and they staggered like a drunk, meaning the, do the boat was tossed around. And the Pasuk says, They cried out to Hashem when it was difficult for them. And from their uh, difficult situation, He took them out. And then it says, Hashem caused the tempest, that great wind or that hurricane, to be silent. And then the Pasuk says, The people rejoiced because it had become silent and quiet. At the end of it, it says, Is that they give thanks to Hashem for His kindness and for the wonders to people. So we see when they were saved from a situation of Yardayayam, of sea travelers, seafarers, you have to give Shevach. 
That's number one. Where do we know if you travel by the desert, you also have to give shevach to Hashem. The Pasuk says, in the same, in, in same parak, those that are wander in the desert, in the desolate way, they didn't find a settled city. They cried out to Hashem, and he guided them in a straight path. And then it says they give thanks to Hashem for his kindness. Three, where do we see in this chapter if someone's sick and he's healed? Also, like it says, someone that is foolish from the ways of their uh, negligence. And because of their sins, they are afflicted. And food they despise. This is someone that was sick, meaning he's so sick he can't even eat. They cried out to Hashem because it was difficult. And it continues, Hashem will send His will and heal them from their sickness. And then they give thanks to Hashem. So that's the Makar that if someone's sick and gets recovered, he also gives Shavach. And finally, if someone's locked in jail, prison, and he's let out, he also gives shevach. In the same chapter, it says, someone that is sitting in the darkness and the shadow of death, he, or the valley of the shadow of death, ki himiru imre kill because they rebelled against the word of Hashem v'goymer v'oymer, and it says v'yachna ba'ama libam. He lowered them because with hard labor, he lowered their hearts with hard labor, with difficulty, meaning they're in jail. V'oymer, and the pasuk says v'yizakol Hashem b'tzar lahem. They cried out to Hashem when it was difficult for them. V'oymer, it says yaitziyem echoshech v'tzalmavis v'goymer. He took them out from darkness in the shadow of death, etc. Meaning from jail. V'oymer, and the pasuk says yodel Hashem chazdoi. Again, they give thanks for Hashem because of His kindness. So we have four different types of people saved with, uh, by, the, by the goodness of Hashem. They have to give shevach to Hashem. Am I What kind of a bracha do they make? So we're very familiar with this, actually. Gemara doesn't say exactly the lashon that we're used to, but Amr of Yehuda, they have to say baruch goimel chasadim toivim. He says a bracha. Blessed is Hashem who gave me. Good kindness. We have a little bit of a different lashon when we bench goimel. It's a little bit different, but it's the same idea ultimately. If you're saved from a difficult situation, and uh, in, in Shari Ezra, I hear it all the time actually, because Fardim even say it. It's time when they fly, I think. That's, that's why I wanted to ask you that. Yeah. What, what, what's the by flying? You're coming from New York to, to Miami. Do you make a, a, I don't think we're noyik to say it. We're not I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I suspect it's because it's not dangerous. Meaning, meaning, probably, we, at least we hold, Sephardim don't necessarily hold this way, but at least we hold, it's a numbers game. Most people who travel by airplane, 99.99% of people, uh, so it's not dangerous. As opposed to perhaps in those days, I don't know, today also, people that go by ship, it's not necessarily dangerous. I don't know. That's an interesting Shiloh. Do we still say it for the same reasons? Then it was probably much more dangerous than it is today. Today, with technology, it's it's yeah. very safe. Yeah. Might be safer to be on a boat than to drive a car today. I don't know. So we don't bench going every time we drive yeah, a car. No, no. So yeah. so. I mean, I, I recall yeah. what Moshe holds. You should say it because he's, he equates being on a plane <coughs> is a place that can't sustain life. Now he's being in the air. He can't be sustained because you don't have water. I'm saying it's no different than a desert or uh -huh. a dam or whatever. So I think Moshe used to say to us, "Hadera." He went from from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Uh huh. I don't know. 
There's a there's a different Indian though. That's Tamaza you're supposed to say when you travel. It's okay. That's not how far you travel. What's considered? Oh, so the Gemara we discussed that actually. We we spoke about that. We learned about that. Kitzer goyim lechasadim toivim. It's an interesting shayla. I'm going to look into that because airplanes lechur we don't. It's not the minog. But Svardim do. I hear it all the time. Shari Ezra because of. Baruch, right, right, right. Goyim, right, right, right. We have a little bit of a different lashon than the Gemara's lashon. It's interesting. Ah, oh, so interesting. The Grah has, he adds in, L'chayavim toivis shegmalani koltov. He adds that in, which yeah. is what we say, but I don't know, yeah, it's interesting. So he has a little bit of different gears. Abayi Omar. Now, Abayi says like this, In order to do it properly, you have to give thanks to Hashem in front of ten people. And that's why we do it by Kriya Satayra. My father, I heard my father mention that the Minagi Rishalmi used to be, because his father, my grandfather, told him that if a woman would give birth, they would bring ten people to the house. They would bring ten people to the house, and she'd make the bracha. But today, apparently, I didn't do this, actually. She goes to Shul. The husband says it, and she says, Amen. She's yaitzah like that. So there's different. But you need ten people. There's chashivas of ten people. Why? Because in the Pasuk, in Tehillim, it says, It says, Let them exalt Hashem, let them elevate Hashem, in the congregation of the nation. Kahal is ten people. That's the godless of giving with ten people. Now, Marzutra Amar, Marzutra added, he said, In order to make it more chashiv, two of the ten have to be rabbis. How do we know? Because in the context of the Pasuk it says, In the uh, sitting or the dwelling of Zekenim, meaning rabbis, Rabbanon, they should, be pra- they should praise Hashem. So there should be two Zekenim, meaning two rabbis. But according to your svara, maybe all ten have to be rabbanon. So he says, no, that's not a kasha, because mixed bekahal zekenim. It doesn't say the kahal of zekenim. It says bekahal am. Am means pshuteyam, means regular people. The aim of the Gemara says, okay, but maybe the way you should read it then is beas. Uh, sorry, the aim of beasara. Sharama, maybe ten of them have to be general people. Vitre Rabbanan, plus two more, and you need twelve who are rabbis. Kashi and the Gemara says that's taka difficult because based on our drajas, that would be a logical conclusion. Now the Gemara tells us a maisa to illustrate this halacha. Rav Yehuda Chalash, Rav Yehuda was sick, itbach, and he recovered, so he wanted to bench goimel. So what happened? Rashi says bagadita. It sounds like Baghdad. Rashi says bagadita. Shame Iroi Baghdad. He ir hachashuva shebevav bavel, mishacharva bavel. So it was the more significant city in Bavel when Bavel was destroyed. Interesting. Baghdad. We know great, great Rabban and great Chachamim came from Baghdad, Grada. So this Rav Chaga Bagadetzah came to visit along with the Rabban, and they came to visit Rav Yudah after he recovered. Amrile, so they said a bracha when they saw him. They said, Blessed is Hashem that he gave you back to us, and he didn't give you to the dirt, meaning you're alive. You exempted me from saying, Meaning, I'm yoitze with what you just said. It's not the same lashon exactly, but it's the same toichen, it's the same idea. Yoitze. I frek the Gemara of Ha'amar Abai Boi Ud Odu Ebe There has to be ten people. So my answer is to have a There were ten people there. I vayu like Kamaida, but he didn't say the bracha. So the Gemara answers, It's where he answered Amen. I saw a very important footnote over here. It's something very interesting. 
generally, you could be yoitze with someone else making a bracha, even if you don't answer a main, just by hearing him say the bracha. But that's only where you both need to make the bracha. In this context, Rav Yud had his own chiyuv to make the bracha. So in order to be yoitze, he had to yes, say amen to be yoitze. But Lamaisa, once he says amen, yeah. he's yoitze. That's birchas agoimel. Beautiful. Let's move on to the final section now. The Gemara now tells us a really uh, unrelated topic. Three people require shimur. So we're going to see that mazikin prey upon certain individuals, and these people require special protection. Now that we are we're, we're, we're yoitze this actually. By chassan, we give a, a shaymer for a chassan. We'll see there's two reasons. One reason we're brought down here is because their mazel is bad. They went through some sort of a difficult situation, making them more, v- them more vulnerable to attacks from the mazikin. And the other is the mazikin are jealous of these people. We'll see, different, different kinds. So the Gemara says, Amar of Yehuda, shimur. Three people require protection, meaning someone should stay with them. Ve'eluhein. First one is a sick person. So Rashi says, because since a person was sick, he's uh, vulnerable. Mazikin could attack him. He has bad mazel. Chasen v'kala. And chasen v'kala, Rashi learns, is because the mazikin are jealous of them. Very interesting. So they're in a place of sakana because of that. And Masisatana, Brisa added, chayla chaya chasen v'kala. Also, the, the Brisa added, again, a sick person. Chaya is a, a woman who just gave birth. It's the same reason. A woman who just gave birth also, uh, this someone... So it's a chayla, right? Chaya isha shialda v'chin avel, right? Exactly. And chasen v'kala, the same thing. Chasen v'kala v'yesh. I mean, some add af avel, also a mourner. So why a mourner? Again, a mourner experienced some sort of a terrible event in his life. He lost a close relative. Also, he's a bad mazel and he's vulnerable to attacks. V'yesh oimrim, and finally, some say af talmidei chachamim balayla. Also, Torah scholars at night. Apparently, the mazikin are jealous of talmidei chachamim, and therefore they're more vulnerable to be attacked. So. By night, they shouldn't be alone. In general, people outside. shouldn't be alone. It's, it's interesting. It doesn't sound like outside. It sounds like bichlal. They shouldn't be left alone in a general sense at night because they would be very vulnerable to attacks from the mazikin. Okay, we're going to stop here. As Hashem will stop the bottom of the Dalma base. We'll pick up tomorrow with Nun Hey Amud Aleph. Some very interesting sugyas coming up. Have a wonderful day.